Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey B. MTG. What, what up? up? What up? What up? How you doing, bro? I am exhausted, but I am here and ready to chat some magic. Yeah, that intro was the most energy I've had in days. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree. It's just a nice, rainy, gloomy day outside. You know, so much was going on over the weekend. I am just a... Uh, I'm here. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I am here, too. This is this is going to be a, a, a very interesting episode of the podcast, because both Corey and I had a long weekend. We're both tired. And also, our editor's computer took the shits. Just, um, just blue-screened on him, huh? I, I don't know exactly what the issues are, but uh, I'm going to be uploading this myself. And I just thought about it. I was like, I don't even have the music. I'm going to have to ask him. And he can't really send it to me. So our episode might not have the intro music. I don't know. We'll figure well, out. They would what... have known that already. They already know that. You know, yeah, that's that is for sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll sing, you know? So now we'll see if I put in the dedication to just sing a song for the <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, what the final prize is going to be like, but bear with us. He'll... You know, our, edit- our editor will be back soon to help us out with this. Um, so if the audio level is a little off, I got to deal with it. Yeah, then we can just, you know, well, blame Brad. Yeah, like <laughs> like normal. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, like like always, this podcast can be found on Poppy, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we also have a special guest each week. And given that last week's big events, we wanted to bring in someone who won big. And that's none other than Brian Brown doing BBD. Tell us about your miraculous victory from this past weekend. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for bringing me on. I mean, everyone was clamoring about the huge win that happened for the bash bros podcast this weekend. And I got to say, it is an honor to be here to tell the story of how I rallied back from a one and two start to now be tied for first in my fantasy football league at six and two. It it really is. It is. Yeah, that's a a huge accomplishment. It is. It is. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you guys were up to this weekend. Probably nothing important, but I was glued to the games and I was excited. Just rocking them? Who who was your quarterback? Who did you have up up your sleeve? (laughs) Well, my quarterback (laughs) is Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. Oh. So he's actually. Yeah, he's actually been good for fantasy, but he's um He's only good in people's fantasy, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he leaves something <laughs> he leaves something to be desired in the actual sport, but you know, <laughs> each their own. Well he repra- replaced our hometown hero, Carson Wentz. So I mean, you know, I, I, I can't I can't root for him in good faith. He's our good old North Dakota boy. That's well, true. To, to be fair, <laughs> you know, it's a zero sum kind of game and you have to prove to, that you're a starter and uh you know, that's that's what Jalen Hurts did his entire career with Alabama. Was he in Alabama? Was he was he rolling yes, some ties? Yes, yes, and he also was the backup <laughs> for many years. <laughs> there is, okay, okay. well for about nice. a year, right? A year and a half. No, because he went to he went to a different college after that. After he one left. season where Tua Tua took over, yeah. I was gonna so say, he, Brad, that's like the most football knowledge I think I've ever heard you recite. And of course it makes sense that it's an Alabama thing. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a period where Alabama had Tua, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones all on their team at the same time, and they're all currently starting in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. 
Well, congrats on your big victory, Brian. That Thank is, you. That is really exciting for you. I mean, you you didn't know what we were up to, but I just want to let you know, I actually top-aided the Invitational. Oh, wow. That's huge. It's nice huge. Work. I know. Yeah. I know. Good yeah. job, man. That's, that is impressive. Hell yeah. And uh, and that's that's it for for celebrations, right? That's that's all I, I got. I, I think Honest, that's yeah, honestly, I don't... I I don't remember how the event ended. I blacked out on Sunday after celebrating so much. So I mean that auto, that's already pretty exciting stuff. So congrats. Nice. We got a, We got you know pulling into the fantasy football league. We got Brad with his top eight. Uh, Corey celebrated a lot. I mean, it was just a really it was a grand weekend. Well, BDP. I didn't say I celebrated. I I was just you know I blacked I, out. I had, I had one too many daiquiris, you know, as one does, and uh, yeah, I just don't remember exactly what happened throughout the day. Mm. Yeah, oh, I think I think you won a catchphrase game Sunday. I doubt that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just that sounds completely inaccurate. I know I played that game on Sunday when we had uh, had oh. some people over, but. I doubt I won. I was oh, not very good. I okay. The most amazing moment of my life happened in catchphrase. All right, I, <laughs> I just have to tell the story to you, Brian. Um, so Ross was on my opposing team, and Jim Davis was on my team, and had had the had the the game right. Yeah, and he said, uh, "Female actress from this movie," and I just blurt out Charlize Theron. And I, I don't even think I said the name right. I think I said like Charlize. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. But it said, sounded close enough Charlie's when we'd Theron. all been drinking. Yeah, yeah. I said Charlie's Char- Theron. Char- Charlie's Theros. Yeah, it's Charlie's Theros. <laughs> but I said Charlie's Theron, and he's like, "Yep, passed it." And Ross just screams at the top of his lungs, "She's not even in the movie!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best. That is the best. Not only did you correctly guess the actress, but you also got to ruin Ross's sense of justice. Yes, Yes, exactly. My, Brian, I guess I got to tell one now because it was so good. It wasn't even from this night, but my favorite catchphrase moment ever is I was playing with my fiance and she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she won't know I'm, uh, I'm daggering her here, but it was just her turn and she just goes, her clue is, who are you going to call? And everyone's like, Ghostbusters, just everyone at the same time. And she's like, no. <laughs> and it, it was it was Mythbusters. <laughs> so good. That is pretty good. No, yeah. Like, great job, Tor. Great job. Oh, oh man. All right. So so jokes aside, um, Corey ended up winning the invitational. <laughs> and uh it was pretty awesome. Corey and I both made top eight again. Our number, our third, right? Our our third top eight in a uh, a big level event, and maybe it's like our third top eight together. That's not like a states. (laughs) Like I'm not even kidding. Like it's yeah. Oh, I know for sure. You never top eighted any of those. So wow. (laughs) Just fired. (laughs) Fucking no, but we 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 never top eighted the same ones. I don't think. Right? (laughs) No, we definitely did a few of them. Oh, we did. Okay. okay. Yeah, we did. Um. But but yeah, so so another big top eight for both of us. Um, the Invitational, for anyone that didn't know, took place this past weekend in Roanoke. It was an SCG Con, really good turnout. Uh, same Invitational as usual, 16 rounds. Eight of it was standard, eight of it was modern. Uh, cut to top eight. There was no coverage, which, you know, that took up a lot of... Uh, a lot of bandwidth on Twitter, which with a lot of people complaining. And I think my favorite moment of the weekend on twitter was jason flafford the cto of, of melee just yes. tweeting out the actual truth which was just there's a lot more people that want coverage <laughs> to exist that would actually watch it 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's so true. And and to everybody, you know, the hundreds of people that requested that I personally be the one to get coverage put on since after all my the results I was sharing on Twitter. Yeah, I'll get right on that, okay? Cuz it's really it's really up to me if, if coverage is going on. Yeah. I probably got 100 of those messages. I was like, "What the hell do you think I do at SCG like I go to versus live. That's about it." Corey's job is to he he actually stands next to a switch. And if he flips the switch, it turns coverage on. And if yeah. he flips off the switch, there's no coverage. Yeah, so and it was my choice just, to do it. Yeah. He is just a, a real Ebenezer Scrooge, just a real fucking Grinch about coverage at SCG. Yeah, they left it up to me, and I was just like, you know what? I don't think anyone wants to watch this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. But I, with all the people that messaged me, now I feel like I should bring it back. So so thanks to everyone. Yeah, that's for, right. for, for the next invitational that's currently not scheduled. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Honestly, I, I kind of hope I was there su- never is another one. Then I'd be the forever <laughs> champion. <laughs> I was surprised that there was no coverage, but also, yeah, it's like people just need things to complain about. Like, I there are people out there who legitimately do love watching that coverage and would watch the coverage. I'm not yeah. trying to say that demean those people in any way, but what Brad said is 100 percent true. People want like the idea of coverage, and then they just don't actually watch or whatever. Yeah, like, and, and and it's just like once once you real like if you don't exactly like think about why they didn't do it um sure you can complain and and feel justified but the reality is this tournament was announced before the delta variant Mm -hmm. and they probably rented out the venue and everything and now the delta variant and the spikes happening like the reason to run coverage is to promote future tournaments that's that's their business model they need you to go to events you know they need you to buy and sell magic cards they need you to participate in events and so everything costs money. And if they just start adding, um, you know, like all the costs of coverage to then not promote anything, like it, it, it's just a, a, a spew. And it's That's already really like, yeah. and it's already a huge benefit to the player base already that they did this retention level invitational, right? They gave away a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to people that were qualified. Most of them qualified before COVID this was just a like, hey, we had this series. It kind of fell apart. Here's an invitation. You can still qualify with the online tournaments that they ran in the last couple months. <clears throat> but for the most part, this was just to say thank you to everyone previously and run a shit ton of commander stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like it, it wasn't any benefit to theirs, you know, picking up some cards, selling some cards, you know, still got some stuff out oh, of it of as well. But what I really viewed as, I, I totally agree. It's, it's almost like the world championship when they threw out that extra $50,000, I guess without the, the pressure from the community, they just did it first, but you know, it's kind of like just, just doing the right thing uh, that they didn't necessarily have to do. So yeah, it was awesome. It yeah, was they could have ran about. it as a con and just ran some five K's and not had the qualifier system. And we'd all be like, yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I think, uh, you know, they went the extra mile and still honored the qualification, even though, you know, COVID, hurt scg's bottom line for sure you know yeah and 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 there's no way that they can like like there's no way to justify renting a bunch of venues and starting another long-term series because this delta variant could spike and could 
like we we still could get shut down again you know like and it's just not safe and it's it's difficult to start up a giant robust series uh but i would say they definitely took uh you know all the proper measures and stuff and it, oh it's great it, you yeah know, we... it, it finally took a global pandemic to get great elbow room at a magic table again yeah i didn't smell any <laughs> bo <laughs> Yeah, Brad, it was, or BBD, it was one long table where you usually have six people on, just four. Just, you just have all the room in the world. It was amazing. It's pretty <laughs> much like the amount of space that was usually for three, three uh, matches was for two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and sometimes, terrible. and sometimes in those tournaments, they put four on those fucking tables because yes. they're maniacs. Yeah, exactly. So, here's a, here's a question for you though. Says so, there's no coverage. Did they also honor the time the you know the time tested tradition of having the top eight played on a table like a wooden table without a tablecloth as the rest of the place is being shut down. No, because the rest of the place was still being run. Oh, yeah, God, that's, that's unfortunate. Wish. But that it was, was the it, best there, when you. But, like... it was, but there was there there was two things that that happened that um were time tested. One is no one participated in watching. Oh, beautiful! Of course, and, yeah. And the, of the people that were watching, someone spilled a drink around you. Yeah, uh, classic. I'm, I'm just, just going to call her out, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Giant drink right beside me during top eight. I just, you know, screamed judge as a joke, but like, <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. I was in like one of those moments in the mirror where it's like, you know, those later turns where it's like the, you know, the game's going to end within one or two turns. So I was like really in it, but I saw that out of my peripherals and I like just could not stop laughing. It was so funny. Her her look like it was it yeah. More it was, ab- absolutely yeah. mortified. Yeah, completely mortified. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So too funny. Too funny. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean it sounds like that was out of her hands, and I mean that in every sense. Like <laughs> yes. that the universe Very just true. demands that a sacrifice be made in that spot. <laughs> The, the the only the only downside to to the spillage uh was not the distraction it was that the angle of which uh she dropped it did not it could have splashed all over Shaheen but didn't yeah oh, that was so that's a yeah that's variance right there yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah. Shaheen just had a real lucky weekend you could just say oh if no kidding he, if he was able to dodge that <laughs> and he was able to top eight with the most unplayable deck I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Our our patron <laughs> played Shaheen in the last round and was able to draw. Could have knocked Shaheen out. No, was able oh, to man. scoop him in. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our our yeah. patron Shaheen but is to be the fair, luckiest motherfucker ever. One thing where Shaheen wasn't lucky in the semifinals uh, against the guy that I ended up playing in the finals. It was game five, and Shaheen just had to find one removal spell in a double flashback deluge. And just didn't find anything like just the biggest bricks ever to uh, not make it to the finals. So to Dang. be fair, to be fair. Yeah. How many removal spells do you think Shaheen keeps in his deck after Cyborg in the mirror? That's a good point. Yes, that is. That the best is a good point. point. <laughs> Shaheen is greedy when it comes to mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. That's why he always wins the mirror. He's a very greedy. He's greedy in the mirror, which is which is good. Oh, like, oh yeah. Which is, is funny. Guess which two games Shaheen won? Both post-board games? No, both pre-board. Oh, <laughs> wow. The pre-board config was just 
like seven discard. <laughs> Fair. Usually, uh, usually Shaheen's got a got a mirror bullet in his sideboard, though. I don't know. I actually haven't looked at his list. I, I have to full disclosure. I said his list was the most unplayable list I've ever seen. I actually haven't even looked at it. So. Oh, you were right. You were right. <laughs> but I was right. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. He no, plays control in standard, where that is barely a thing. No, that's cool that Shaheen uh, top eight it again. He, I mean. I like we we like to make fun of Shaheen, but he is a very good player and and yeah, has top eighted what six with all of us, you know, <laughs> six of the six of these now or something insane. Like yeah. can't yeah yeah. yeah and no, the, weird, the weird thing is, I think this was my fourth, but it could be my fifth. I can't even. I can only remember mm-hmm. two other ones. It's a lot um, easier when it's your first, and it's only the second you've ever played. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah you you've been tearing it up. So so like. Pre pre COVID, Corey was like tearing up the online or the the SCG tour, and then yeah. comes back and wins the first one. It's it's truly impressive. You like you are now like the most dominant player on the SCG tour. Like, and it's not close. You, like you won yeah. two out of like five tournaments or something. <laughs> uh, three, right? I won uh, since I moved to Before Virginia. Um, I've won I've won three SCGs. Yeah, yeah, Corey. Corey has just been a a beast. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was honestly an incredible weekend. You know, all the jokes aside, baby, it was it it was so fun. I said Corey's got to get those Skittles now, baby. That Skittle sponsorship. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. No, honestly, I I loved it. I had such a blast. I cannot wait to uh, take the Death Shadow list, Brian. I managed to go. what was it? Seven round? Yeah, fourteen and one in games with Death Shadows and seven zero, and then Drew in the last round. Dang! No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Deal. Yeah, so I was feeling yeah. so. It sounds like that. both of you guys dominated in modern and were okay in standard. Oh, that's yep. actually a really fun fact. I talked to to Jared uh, about this on Sunday. Jared Silva, who was running the tournament, yeah, and and did all the deckless stuff, and he told me that of all. All the people that actually went um, seven one or better in standard all didn't make top eight. It's everyone that did seven one or better in modern that made hmm. it. And um, and I've and, and and said that like the top eight deck lists don't really like tell the story of so how they're bad. Standard. What he's trying to say is these top eight deck lists and the players behind them are bad. <laughs> Well, it was like it was like it was a ton of blue decks. Like it was it was just all blue decks. But what you're saying, bro, is you're saying that like you know through thirty second place, it was a lot better spread. Yeah, kind of. Kind of what what I'm trying to say is, um, because uh, I don't think they maybe they did a top seven. Oh yeah, they did. Like if you look at the people that are like tenth, thirteenth, twenty first. If you look at the deck list, there's like some mono green in there, and I think those are the people that went seven one or better. Mm. that are highlighted and you know it's still like the argument pretty much he was trying to make is that uh a lot of the decks that performed best in standard weren't is it epiphany it was just all the is it epiphany good players that top aided with yeah. quality modern results you, you know went like five three five two one in standard i um, still think it is like you went x1 right in modern yeah I still think that's fucking impressive. Not because you played a bad deck or anything, but because whoa, 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 whoa. No, I, I'm truly saying I'm saying not because, not you didn't play a bad deck is what I was trying to say. I'm not saying your deck is bad. I'm surprised because I, I think we flashback. No, I, I really don't think it is. 
but you can flashback <laughs> three weeks to like me bringing up anything about modern or me and BBD talking about modern. And you're like, Oh no, I don't, I don't play that format. It's like you have been playing modern for such little time to have your best, your better record in modern, you know, it's still yeah, kind of mind blowing to me. Yeah. I, I mean, like since I moved back, um, I didn't touch modern a single match during COVID. And then once I moved back, I played like four leagues with hammer at your place when I was living with you a few months yep, back. I remember that. And then since then I played about 10 leagues with Jund, uh, Jund Zoomer. And, and I don't, I mean, I, Jund is like riding a bike. Like it, 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 it really is. Even though I'm playing with some new cards, like your, the fundamentals are still there, but the, the truth is, and I, I did want to talk more modern. So we'll start talking about modern is I love being self-deprecating about Jund. Cause I will take Jund when I know it's a 45 deck and I'll, I'll talk and people, if they, they want to talk shit, like I'm not going to defend it. Right. Cause it's fucking Jund. It's like people are playing all these powerful cards and I'm like, my Liliana better do something. <laughs> you know? But like discard I think, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how you get it back. Every time we discard, your card is better at rate than mine. So if we do it multiple times, I'm you know, I'll get back close to 50-50. But uh, did you enjoy the games? Like, did you like the modern portion? Here? No, I think so. So what I'm getting at is I think Junt is one of the best decks in the format, and I will defend that. Um, okay. but I also think that modern is currently not only the most enjoyable format in, in magic, but mm. the actual most skill testing. By far. Uh, yeah, totally I totally agree. I've been screaming I, that for months. I totally agree. So if you look at the people that did well in modern, um, they're all really good. They're some of the best players in the, in the tournament. Yep. And the, and there's a wide variety of unique deck choices because mm. when you play out these games, they're super complex. Yep. And nothing feels like there's a few like bad matchups and good matchups. But before, you know, when you played a bad versus good matchup, it felt like a 60 40. But all the matchups feel like 55 45s now. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like, yeah, BBD, the one match that I lost a game uh, was burn. And, you know, I've been screaming that 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 is just the worst matchup ever. And don't get me wrong. I got I got pretty lucky against a great player, Collins Mullen. I also um, got very lucky against a great player called Calds One. Yep, I, <laughs> what I top winning. I top baited. I top eight, or I mean, I top decked the uh, drawn of the lock against him the very last turn that I needed to just lock up the game. I, and I, I remember I, I, a certain top deck you had as well, bro. I might have been our winning it in round sixteen. I top decked a little bit better of a card. It's called uh, Shadow Spear. Uh, <laughs> it, it gave my Tarmogoyf plus one plus one lifelink and trample. Is that good against Burn? Brother. It qu- it was quite good, and yeah, oh. it, it was. I do love. So a lot of people ask, it's like, what does it feel like to top eight a tournament with Corey? And I'm like, it feels good, but nothing feels better than when we one two punch someone out of a tournament. <laughs> I don't know why it just feels so good to me. Like when we're I think both- Collins Mullen would disagree. Yeah, I think that there'd Collins be some. Would. Yeah. <laughs> It just feels good to know that both of us just like raffle stomp someone out of a tournament. It's like they're like just climbing the ranks, getting it done, and then they run into the fucking bash bros and bam, they're done. That might that be a factor why he did that not come gas. over to the after party like he said he was going to. Want want. I also <laughs> gotta I also gotta say that having uh one of our patrons make make top eight and, and to actually shout us out in that top eight yes. is the the just the idea that we had relevant content for somebody in the last six months is oh, but the problem. No, the problem, Brian, is that they they actually <laughs> played uh, 
the version of the deck that I played, and I think after the tournament, it was not good for the the weekend, even though I did well with it. Okay. <laughs> but also, the other people's is it epiphany list, they say that was bad, too, so who who the fuck knows? Yeah, I honestly didn't love, going into the top eight, I honestly didn't really love my deck. In the top eight, I'm not going to lie, it felt pretty decent, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was interesting. I still don't even think the final version of the deck is here, and we're about to get a new set, and now Standard is essentially going to be dead. Um, really no point in even talking about it anymore because things are going to change, but I don't think there was an agreed-upon best list by the end of it at all. Like, I, I still don't think so, and I, the only thing that I knew I wanted after the event <clears throat> was a couple more Goldspan Dragons. I was really down on that card, but every time I drew it was insane. Still probably not in the main, but, like, my ideal uh, sideboard after playing is I wanted just a really creature-heavy uh, sideboard with like two cyclone summoner two dragon three leer and two egg which is it seems really weird but that's really what i felt after the tournament uh that i wanted the creatures were the best yeah. when you sideboarded because there's so many tested talents and stuff like that that it was the best juke to everybody's answers yeah i i i will say two things about that like the one is uh i'm not going to be pe- like down on on your suggestions because you've been right a lot lately um, but I'm about to be down on your suggestions, Gore. No, no the, <laughs> I, I just, I personally always play with the golden rule that um, a lot of times when something is good, it might be because of its low numbers. So I would probably yeah. start with two dragons before I'd go to three or something or, or a bunch of drops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, just saying going to two from one yeah, to two. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't play Lear, right? Or no, you did play Lear in the sideboard. I played three you Lear... And- one gold span. So basically the only change is I want another okay, gold span sure. and I want to cut those poopy Prismari commands from my deck. They were not they are poopy. So they were bad. <laughs> Prismari command is a kind of a split card against is it and uh and stuff and mono green. And mono green for game one. But yeah, I boarded out against is it after cyborg because then you actually have cards. Yeah, I was leaving it in because it was like over deal four removal spell number three and four i believe and it also killed hermits but it was still not good you know i don't want to be card disadvantaging myself and like it had its moments where it helped but i feel like every moment where i won where i cast a prismari commander just felt like a win more it never like saved me you know is nobody playing that three mana artifact anymore i can't remember the name right now see alice yeah, nobody's playing that anymore. Celestis, that's it, the Celestis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I liked Prismari. I played briefly with this deck. I played the Arena Open for one round with it. Nice. <laughs> Just one round? I well, lost the first the round. Yeah, he played. I lost the, the first round to, to Grick's ass, and then I that was it. Oh, I, oh, wait, you played best of three. Yeah, I played best of three. I, oh, I thought you three. just went 0-1 when you could get three losses, and you're just like, nope, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played best of three. Okay. But uh, I, I played a bunch in the ladder. I, I, I actually played for a more more matches than I played in a long time. But, uh, yeah, like all my opponents were playing the Celestis, and Prismari Command seemed nice for that. But Yeah, it's honestly Shaheen's deck played, I think, two, and that was the most that was in the top eight. Like, that was the okay. grand total of it um although i still don't think it's a, a bad card but i i don't know you know i didn't play it either but I, I i just don't like it because of how the deck plays out like when you're on the yeah. draw you kind of like it's some it can be really good if you have more than just four one mana interactive spells but you need a lot more yeah uh, if I that agree. makes any sense 
Yeah, I mean, um, because you want like, the turn that you play it to still be able to do something. Yeah, because if you don't interact with like your green opponent on turn two, and then you can't play it on turn three, you'll just die. Mm, um, yeah, totally that's, agree. That's just like the downside to it. But we have a new set coming in two weeks, and so like I think that the more interesting um, stuff to talk about is modern because I've kind of become a fiend. Um, oh yeah, I looked up flights to to Vegas, and I was <laughs> I wasn't even discouraged by like the kind of small prize pool, you know, yeah. but I was discouraged by like the $700 flight. 700. Damn. Mine was 300. Okay. Well, you b- booked it a while back. Yeah. Like a month and a half ago. Yeah. I I'm looking now and it's like 700. And I look at that first Bummer. place prize of 2,500. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. What, what like is Vegas? Is it, is it this weekend? No, <laughs> it's um the weekend before Thanksgiving. So like the 17th, okay. 18th of the next month. I mean, if you're in to go to a magic tournament, no, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, i'm not about, gonna go to about, vegas it's about 16 days or so from now and i yeah i'm pumped i just get to instead of having to win most of my matches with that is it deck i just get to play the shadow of death for every round oh i'm in i'm in it's gonna be sweet i don't know what that means what does that mean the shadow of death death shadow Oh, versus Death Shadow. Okay. Yeah, I just get to play only that deck instead of uh, the standard deck that I did medium with. I'm I'm in. Gotcha. It's a modern tournament. Okay, yeah. I I, it's I got modern there. and Sorry. limited, right? Yeah, it's modern and limited. If you don't make day two of modern, then you can play the sealed. But it's it's one of those overlapping um, right. types. But you know, I yeah, if I if I scrub out of modern, I'll still play limited. I don't know if it's Crimson Vow limited or just I'm Midnight Hunt. It is. Yeah, probably about. Well, oh, that's the already going to be coming weekend. out, huh? Or it's the weekend after the pre-release, so I'm assuming it's release weekend. Yeah, it, that that's release weekend because the pre-release is the 12th and 13th. So we have a new set next week. Yeah, I mean, I played with new cards today, um, and you know, really, really had a blast. I didn't get to look over um, all the cards as much as I would have normally because of the Invitational this weekend. So you know, I was kind of going in dark, but vampires look pretty good they got some upgrades yeah i'm I'm excited to try a bunch of stuff um and yeah. i mean i'm gonna be doing that a lot like i'm gonna be ramping up streaming again uh yep. taking it easy this week because like like i said yesterday was my saturday and today was my sunday uh yeah. we're recording this on a tuesday um but yeah, yeah i need, I just, a, I I need could... two weekends in a row to recover right now i feel i'm i'm just my body is just fatigued from a a, a crazy weekend I did something happy and both sad today, which was hook up my new PlayStation Four that I bought. Mm. <laughs> and nice. so a little, bitter, little, little bittersweet there. Yeah, but it yeah. is nice that we have a console again. And and I found out that like I bought the Miles Morales game that's PS Five, but it's actually PS Four too, so I can download and play that. So that's yes. nice. I don't have to rebuy that one. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be tomorrow. I'm also probably going to take a lazy day and then finally ramp in for the weekend. Some historic before, before the new stuff comes out. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about our modern decks just a little bit. And then I kind of asked Twitter for a Q and a, so I want to just kind of close up today's episode with that and just have, you know, we're just having a lazy day talking about the tournament. Um, I guess before that, we should tell some of our stories. Uh, uh, I, I definitely think it's really funny because Corey and I independently almost both dropped from the tournament early. And I'll, I'll tell you why I did. So in round two, it's embarrassing. I win round one, but I play against someone that's kind of newer, played like a white aggressive deck. And 
Uh, do you know the telltale sign that you're playing against a newer, probably not good player in standard? They're playing um, a white aggressive turn deck. On turn one. <laughs> uh, 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 no, they, they played, played planes. They, they played <laughs> a planes. Yes, they played planes into one drop. <laughs> Ross was playing planes one drop. So I no, think he was funny. playing snow covered planes. Oh, my opponent was playing planes one drop, and and, and mm. nothing nothing bad, you know, like um, right, sure, sure. And but then I, you know, I I I outplay my opponent in that round, and then round two I played against a, a very good Demir control player, and we go super deep, and I finally win on game three, except for the fact that I don't win because I attack with a four four dragon and two on ones, dropping my opponent to seven. Then look at my hand and realize that my land comes into play tap, not untapped, and I can only cast three spells that deal them exactly six damage with my dragon and can't block their fucking seven, seven, uh, land and die when I had two birds that just attacked. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, I, I was on life tilt and almost quit. And then our Eric actually was just like, you can't drop now. Like, come on here, eat something. And he had, he added me a snack. <laughs> was it a Snickers? Please say it was a Snickers. It was not a Snickers. It, it was oh. a really good like bar, but, but yeah, like, <laughs> And I think I think the reason that I tilted off that bad is because I I punted and I haven't had that like shame shame and cortisol hit in my brain in a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, like I felt very anxious on the first day, being around those people wearing a mask for the first time for a long day. Just being around that amount of people was really stressing me out. Mm-hmm. But then by day two, I was just back to my normal self, riding a bike, like bumping into people, saying, "Hey, how you doing? How you doing?" But day one was rough. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting, you know. Um, it it just didn't feel the same right away, and it kind of never did. But yeah, I got back into the groove as well. Um, but yeah, anyways, my story of where I dropped and almost dropped in round two. I lost round one to a guy playing a planes, but it had snow over it, and yeah. uh, they were they were a pretty good player, and you know made made zero mistakes. My list just uh cut a lot of cards for mono white the night before so we could add cyclone summoners to the sideboard i just really thought there'd be a lot more green than white and i wanted to just absolutely annihilate them and then naturally play against mono white round one and get absolutely destroyed after i cut (laughs) all these cards so i'm like okay that kind of sucks and even the night before it was like me dylan donegan noah walker and pete were all at my house and we were just, you know, catching up, having a good old time. You know, we had a beer or two. And I was just legitimately really exhausted the next day. I didn't sleep well because Henry would, my dog would wake up and just run into the hallway to see what people's doing, then come back to bed. And every time he did it, he would wake me up. So, you know, I just slept like shit the day before. And then I lose round one and I make a, a tiny mistake in round two um, that didn't end up costing me the game. But it it still kind of tilted me. And I end up being down a game. And I needed to rip one of the two Battle of Frost and Fires to just not die on the spot. And, like, my opponent still had cards in hand, like a Faithless Haven. You know, like, still wasn't looking good even if I did that. Rip Battle of Frost and Fire. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay. And then I kind of sat up in my, my chair. I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I have a chance. Did you and roll then, the sleeves? Did you do the sleeve roll up? I didn't, but I should have. Uh... I really should have. Then I just, you know, eight turns from there, end up winning a, a really close, crazy game. And then I just roll them game three. Didn't lose a single match the rest of the day and went to bed at, you know, 9.30 p.m., 
uh, being 7-1. So that was good. But I had it in my head that if I lost that game and I was just 0-2, that I was just going to drop because I'm exhausted. I'm not playing great. I just, you know, don't want to deal with it. But then I ripped that miracle card. So that was a very nice Battle of Frost and Fire. I might frame that one. Yeah, I, I just went win-loss, win-loss until round six where I was 3-3. Three, three. Uh, won my next round and then played against Noah Walker, and I offered Noah a draw. And yeah, he told like, me that. He's like, why? I think if we, I think 4-4 four, four makes day two. And I was like, not if too many people take draws. And, and he's like, no, we're going to play. And I beat him. And he's like, man, I should have taken the draw. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's hilarious. But yeah, then just rattled off 701 the next day and played like decent. Like I, I won't say I played the best magic of my life, but Yeah. I played things were clicking. I I won Same. three three mirrors, which my list was not great in game one, but I still won all my game ones and mirrors, which was impressive. God, I haven't played against any Jun deck in so long, to be honest. It's oh, I, I didn't play oh. against any of that tournament and yeah. Oh, yeah, I was talking standard. I played all Is It Mirrors on day two. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah. I did not play an Is It Mirror until the final, or until the top eight, and then I played in the top four. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of absurd. My my other pretty funny story is I'd been playing a bunch of games with uh, Pete the night before, just Death Shadow against Blue Eye Control, which has a lot of, has a lot of uh, controversy around it as being a really, really easy matchup for blue-white control. And that was kind of historically so in the last um, iteration of it when is, it had Path Is the controversy that blue-white has no good matchups? No, I actually thought it was pretty good for the weekend. It, okay. was, it was the only two undefeated decks uh, in modern. You know, I guess I was technically undefeated, but I guess my stat didn't count <laughs> when I saw it on the website. But it's flipped now where I think it's a pretty good matchup for me. And I played against Pete. I beat him in quite a few games the night before. And then I 4-0 blue-white control. Um, or, I mean, 2-0 four opponents throughout the Swiss. And the last opponent I, I played was just like by the end. He's like, God, I cannot believe I lost to Death Shadow. It's my complete buy matchup. And I was just like, I just threw my hands up in there. I was like, are you kidding me? And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was it was so funny to hear that at the end after I was just destroying that matchup. Wow, that's you, the you, classic. Like, that's the like, yeah. That I, I don't get this because that's that's just what a Jun person has experienced their entire career. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yes, a class. That's, that's like the most classic magic thing ever. It's like this match is supposed to be my buy. How can I lose? <laughs> like every time, every time. Oh man. Dude, the the greatest thing, PBD. I don't know if you know this yet. I don't know if I talked about it last week, but um, so yeah, I probably didn't. So last week I, I talked to Javier about Jund. Yeah, and, the Bob. Oh yeah. Oh, every time my opponent saw it, man, every single person had the same reaction. It's like you have a problem. Like <laughs> you have you an addiction help. and you need help. <laughs> Just played one dark opera, and then after the tournament, people are like, "Was it correct?" I'm like, "No, no, it could have been." <laughs> like. <laughs> Not not possible. You're like, you're like, okay. I just need one removal spell to win this game, or I just need one like solid threat to win this game. Off the top, dark confidence. Ah, come I mean, on. To be fair, it was very good, and and I drew it against the uh, the the mono white deck uh, in the second to last round, the hammer deck. Yeah, and it kind of just tore them, you know. Like, mm-hmm. 
the good old just, Bob. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love the, it. The Bob kind of ripped him, and it's also your your Bob and Wave. You can't take more than two damage with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like your deck is your Luris deck, so you can never take too much damage from it, which is really nice. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. But hey, isn't, isn't that spells. isn't that Luris card uh, one hell of a magic card? Oh yeah, it's that was that was good for me. Oh yeah, no, this I cannot. Exist. Yep, totally agree. I had I had another really sweet moment where I was playing. I was playing my winning in uh, up against a great player. He already beat me in the Swiss. Um, Kellen uh, Pastor, I believe is his name. Yep. Super good player, really nice guy. And he just thought he had it all wrapped up against me. Uh, game one, I, I go down to six and I totally forget Lightning Bolt as a magic card, right? Because there's so few of them actually in the metagame right now that I kind of forget that card exists. And my opponent just goes, I'm at six, like Lightning Bolt you. And then goes to play Eternal Witness. And, you know, you know, pretty, pretty confident about it. And I just had Dress Down for the Witness. Um, and then come on, you know, come back to win just an absolute crazy game. But uh, that game had to be decided by me companioning Luris and then dress downing every single end step on my own end step with Luris to make sure my opponent ephemerates would blank or that their Omnas wouldn't trigger to gain life and stuff like that. It was pretty sweet. That is awesome. Yep. <laughs> That is actually oh. really awesome. Just locking their turns out. Yeah, locking their turns out when they're that Omnath, Ephemerate, uh, you know, Fury. All their answers to Luris are sorcery-based except Solitude. So it's just draw Solitude or bust uh, for, you know, five turns in a row while I get back into the game and find a threat. It was pretty sweet. They could, they could hard cast a Fury, then Ephemerate it after the Dress Down dies at end of turn, right? But that takes a yes. lot of stuff. Yeah, they can do that. It just shut down all the rebound ephemerates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just making sure that that's how dress down would work. But yeah, I mean, and and then the end of it, Corey and I both top eight, which was fucking awesome. Super Uh, awesome. Went out to eat with a bunch of the people and. uh, I have have two questions. Yeah. Question number one. Did you guys go to Ruby Tuesdays? No. It's closed, man. It's oh closed. my good! Oh my goodness! I know it's, it's a tragedy around here. I, you have to drive hundreds of miles to get to a Ruby Tuesdays. All right, we, second, we went, second. We went to Sakura on Saturday night, and Martin's on uh, the old Tri Builder. Yeah, we went to Sakura Friday, on Friday, and then Martin's on Saturday. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's reasonable. And then Corey's on Sunday. Yep, it was a blast. So then the next question is how did how did it feel to have a boomer dominated top eight? How was that? Dude, it was and, so gas. I met um what what's that kid's name again? Yeah, Milan. I was gonna say Milan. the ultimate zoomer took ninth on breakers too. So it was really just a boomer takeover. And I was just trolling that kid all day two, because like <laughs> I started day two at like, you know, table seventy. Yeah. And then, and then I was at table three and four for like the last few rounds. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, at the end of the tournament, like, I didn't know he took ninth. I just know he did top eight. Mm-hmm. And so I just like put my head on his shoulder. like, better luck next time, kid. Wow. I didn't know he took ninth though. Oh, jeez. No, that guy no, we is. Had, we had good, we had good rapport, you know? Oh yeah. We're buds. Yeah. That kid is awesome too. He yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be, you know, he's going to accomplish whatever he wants to do in magic at some point, you know? 
that that kid's super you smart mean quit and he's be, so young quit, quit while he's ahead is that well the, that would be the smartest we all, yeah what we all but accomplish the second best is he'll be a set champion he'll be he'll win the world championship you know whatever he wants to do but yeah uh, of course number one is probably just you know get out but yeah so 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 <laughs> it actually felt really good he actually played john in the tournament too i saw him at table one earlier in the day yeah Corey, and, Corey just looks at him just has a couple tears running down his cheek and just yells get out <laughs> <laughs> yep pretty much pretty yeah. much <laughs> and scene but yeah so I, I asked him for his deck list and, and his deck list was pretty tight but it had a little bit too much like zoomer energy in it and right it wasn't I, it wasn't shitty boomer enough for the dude, kind of i looked at it and i was like the rigors of an stg imitational no, i was like there's not enough of prep to case of this and i'm like wow i'm such a boomer and I was like, this Zoomer doesn't understand that sometimes you just you just need that. You know, you know that bread and butter abrupt decay. Yeah, it's yeah, like where's Milan that? was playing four reg events. Brad was like, no, I can't play too many new cards. We need to make room for abrupt decay. Yeah, where's the where's the yeah, short a couple mails from pulses? Definitely short a few Olivia Voldarens. Like okay, to, be oh, fair, yeah. to be fair, Maelstrom Pulse has been replaced with Colagon's command. But yes, I was playing way more of that than than he was. Yeah, <laughs> that is so. They funny. were not good. <laughs> I just spent uh, the whole weekend just with people being like, "Wow, you're really doing well with Death Shadow," and ninety nine percent of the time that was coming from Eric. <laughs> mm. Eric yeah. just kept chastising me all weekend, jokingly, but it was still pretty funny. No, it was it was a good weekend though. I mean, it, obviously we can't complain. We both top aided. I mean, it always feels good to do that. And uh, um, and after after getting a few days of it, I was like, wow, I do miss this. But on that Friday, oh, I, I was so, so much. I was so kind of just uh, over stimulated that I was just like, I could never imagine doing this again, you know. But once I got three days of it, I got a little more comfortable and mm-hmm. realized that I I do miss live tournaments a lot. Yeah, it was awesome after that initial shock of like, you know, having the awkward conversation with people that you saw two and a half years ago, like not even 100% sure if half of the people were the same, you know, the people that you recognize were like, is that them? I can't really tell. It's been so long. There's a mask like, hi, like, yeah. Oh yeah. I had to take a double take just to recognize flats. And I've been working with him for two years now. Same. I literally, <laughs> I had a con- I had a full blown conversation with him where I just thought he was a fan coming up to uh, me and just kind of talked to him. And then after a while I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I didn't but- recognize Brian Gottlieb for a full like hour. He was there. Yeah. Brian Gottlieb was there and he was in full, uh, like he just grew out his hair a lot. And I didn't recognize him, but, you know, he looks like he Keanu Reeves from The Matrix now. Okay, didn't know he was there. Yep. Corey, Corey didn't recognize Brad Nelson for about <laughs> a good 30, 40 minutes. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, thank God Sigrus wasn't there. You guys for sure would have been mixed up. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sigrus is like 200 pounds now. Yeah, he lost <laughs> a ton of weight. He's lost oh, a shit ton. He was probably sick of the comparisons. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I think that's the motivation. It's not, it's not the health, you know. I agree. I wanted to be healthy for his kids. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Speaking of healthy, <laughs> Amber has agreed, because uh, last week our podcast went too long, and Amber's agreed that today, after work, we can go get pasta. Mm. Oh, so we got to wrap this up, huh? We definitely got to wrap. We got to wrap the I Is mean, there an end to the amount of pasta that you'll be acquiring? 
Uh, yes, there's an end to the pasta we'll be acquiring, but not the bread or salad. Nice. Yeah. I'm unfortunately going to the hipster pasta place tomorrow because uh, Ross and Travis like it more. But you know what? I just really What's, prefer to be that? where I'm family, you know? but Which hipster place? Um, Fortunato's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the That's hipster good. Italian restaurant. I, I still like Olive Garden more. You know, Ross would call me basic for sure. But you know what? I, I'm still just an OG fan. I mean, but they like weird things like olives. I know, like olives just with like yeah, you just need peppers butter. and stuff mixed with balsamic dressing. I was like, you what about what about breadsticks and Alfredo sauce? You know, like Yeah, you just need things that have too much butter in them. You don't need other stuff. Exactly. There's literally you can't even order chicken parmesan at this restaurant. You just can't. That's not a that's not a that's too Americanized of Italian. They're just like, no, we don't do that. And they laugh at you and they raise their nose at you and you know. Ridiculous. I know. All right, but well, that that's okay. Gonna do, It'll be good. That's going to do it for this week, everyone. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bachelors Podcast. We'll be back next week. Good luck this weekend in the historic uh, MIQs. We would have talked about that, um, but we don't know anything about historic right now. Nope, that was last weekend, Brad. No, there is one this weekend too. There's another one. Yeah, I don't know. That's what people are talking about in my in my Twitch Discord. Like Sandy yeah. Dog said it, so it I'm was gonna just this last weekend. I'm gonna Weird. assume it's correct because Sandy Dog was talking about it. Okay. I thought he yeah. was talking about that last week about last weekend, but maybe. I'm but they they were talking about it today or yesterday about because it's coming weekend. I I think there's another one. Well, good luck in it if it exists. How about that? <laughs> yeah, good luck if it exists. Hope, Sounds hope like. Uh, a life lesson right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, last thing we got to do is announce our casting crew. These are the wonderful people that keep this podcast alive. If you go to patreon.com slash bachelor's podcast, you can also support the show and become part of our working class. And we're going to start with Oppo. Big changes this time. Big changes. I got to preface it with that. We do have some big changes. And the first is Oppo is back on the casting crew after, uh, you know, top eighteen. The uh, yeah, the invitational. Was He's like, got the money to work for us yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. And I'm <laughs> I'm a little nervous because I, I I was at dinner that night. I elbowed as a joke and I was like, "You're coming back, right?" And I hope I hope I didn't force the hand. <laughs> wow, force the Brad. hand that feeds. Wow. The, yeah. Oh, Brad, is that like right before you stabbed him in the hand with that knife, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> squeeze the neck ever just so gently pinned his hand at the table looked him right in the eyes and said, said you're gonna come back right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Oppo is our opposition researcher uh which is a really cool job I actually talked about that at dinner really cool guy i really like taking out with him yeah big and, fan big fan yeah and, and is there opposition we sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I had to re- interrupt one thing. It was all the people that top aided. I think it was right before you got there, bro. Every there was five out of the eight at the top eight of the dinner that we went to on Saturday, and we all credit card gamed, and it was I think his first credit card game uh, for the round of shots. And I guess it was it was fate. You know, whoever was going to win that game, that credit card game, was also going to win the next day. So I graciously paid for it. Wow. Mm. Wow! Didn't didn't uh, in Corey's life. didn't make him lose his first game. Usually, that's the classic. I know. And second yeah. and third and fourth and fifth when Brian is playing. <laughs> that's just yes. Brian's. That's Brian's yeah. go-to thing. But yeah, Oppo is our opposition researcher. So uh, now that Oppo is back on the team, we're going to start digging up some dirt. You know, on on the uh, 
the Arena Deckless podcast and Okay. And Hopefully on, on our yeah. special guests as well. Oof, All right. I don't know. That seems uh that seems very in line with our our next member of the cast and crew is also a new member. We've got Joe. Joe actually wrote out a long explanation of their new job i deleted all that because ain't nobody got time for that uh but he is our response and recourse consultant in other words i kind of feels like a hitman but maybe that's just me uh but basically uh he will issue uh out our uh responses and recourse against Really, anyone who we need, which in in this case happens to be, I believe, rival podcasts. So, yeah. We're, uh, and so, so MTG rants. You will be, uh, you'll be getting a C and D here soon. <laughs> you'll be getting a uh, what is it? Do not cease and do not desist. I don't know. No, yeah, we're gonna I, set a C and D. We were the first nonsensical podcast that has no valuable information. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. We did it first. We need They're some royalties. on our turf by saying <laughs> complete bullshit for over an hour and a half each week. We can't have uh, too many people on our turf. I like I like that we went with one direction on this. Like we could either A, make better content, or B, take down other people that are also making content. I'm glad we took the low road on this one. Oh, of course. course. All right. So next up, someone who was in charge of taking the low road, but will not be facing the consequences. That's Tosilo. And that is our middle management. Make sure to really get the good ideas out there, but taking no slack for the bad ones. Hell yeah. All right. uh, uh, Next, we got Adam, who is BBD's personal hype man. Uh, Adam's job is to follow Brian around and make his mundane existence um, palatable. And it doesn't work. All right, we got Brandon. Brandon is the official BBP spokesperson slash scapegoat. So while we are digging up dirt and meeting out justice versus rival podcasts, uh, Brandon is the one who takes the fall for that. Mm. Uh, Issues official statements and is oftentimes by labeled by us to be the person in charge of whatever department messed up so yeah and speaking of brandon has also just made a statement as we did this podcast that uh jonathan's computer breaking down was actually brandon's fault um Mm. so you know he'll be he'll be accepting the consequences of that on the media so but we will be we will be going after whoever broke his computer Exactly. We got some ideas. We got some exactly. ideas. Next up, we got Steve, and that is the Bash Bros Podcast Task Rabbit. Last week, uh, Steve's task was to give Brad a deck or else, and he did that. Brad ended up top eighting with said deck. So, uh, actu- this is all factual. I am. We don't lie yeah. here at the Bash Bros Podcast. So, we'll see what kind of task uh, Steve will be up to this week. Yes, thank you, Steve. You will. Uh, you'll be receiving your cards in the mail. Whenever I get the car, <laughs> and we'll we'll send some of these new fancy treasure tokens in there with them, you know. Oh, they won't be uh, out by then, but no, I'm 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 going to send you a little gift. I, I I truly appreciate you lending me the card. So, uh, was that the be... was that the pink doll head or was that the red doll head that you were going to send him? Oh, um, I now that Steve knows my address, I I don't want to talk about doll heads. <laughs> Just not something that. What about really doll much... bodies? Yeah, BBD wants to talk about it. What about what about doll bodies? 
The head off limits, sure. All right, next up we got DJ, who is the BBP <laughs> official lobbyist. Now, this is uh, in, in in a in the turmoil that is, you know, our our political and uh, social economical uh, other other words, words that make me sound smart. Uh, DJ is out there fighting the good fight, you know, um, trying to help out, uh, doing cool lobbying things. Great like, job, Brad. Like, Bino um, Gatista. Like, like, a, like, a, <laughs> like days in and, um, For the four Milton seasons and the four seasons. I do like those lobbies. It's my favorite. Bino Gatista. <laughs> So last week, as you may recall, Bino was at the Celtics game. Uh, instead of taking part in the podcast he was supposed to be doing, uh, and so we thought, you know, okay, cool, whatever. We we, we missed Bino last week. Let's get Bino in this week as a special guest. However, um, he actually made the halftime shot. Where they uh, bring a fan down, take the shot. The Celtics were so impressed they actually hired Bino. So he's actually got a he's got a Celtics game that he has to uh, prepare for. So he's unable to make the cast this week. That's starting like lineup too, right? Than here, right? What's that? Starting lineup too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very wow. impressive. Wow. Very. I mean, we've been trying to get Bino in here for a long time. We recognize Bino's greatness, so it makes sense that the Celtics have finally seen it, too. But oh. honestly, with his criminal record, I'm surprised they got him on the court. Oh, you know professional sports teams <laughs> don't care about criminal records? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> next up we got S. Rudy, and that is our business analyst. Whenever there's kind of any analyzing that needs to be done, S. Rudy is always there. Yeah, and uh, I just got a report in from S. Rudy that's saying that uh, we'd have better business if we weren't so anally all the time. Mm, probably, probably. Yeah. Wapa, Lord of Puff Puffs. This week, I had no Puff Puffs. I passed all my Puff Puffs. Mm, same. No, no, no Puff Puffs, but Wapa is the Lord. And everyone should go play the game. It's amazing. Storybook Brawl. I'm actually right. trying now. It's, I finally feel like I got a little more time, but I probably still won't. You don't. You won't. <laughs> you won't play. All right. We got Adham. That is our ghost writer. Adham is responsible for uh, effectively writing out the podcast that we perform each week, and then we take credit for it. Um, so really, it's a, it's a match made in heaven there. Love that. And this just in, y'all. Huge news. We hire a lot of people here at the Bash Bros podcast, but we don't ever really <laughs> fire people. This is our first firing of uh, of the entire podcast, and it is unfortunately David Watt, special yeah. guest screener. And honestly, the jig is fucking up. It, it's You can only fail so many times in a row until we just can no longer handle this kind of, you know, very D-minus work. Every time we ask for some high-level celebrity like BDM or, you know, uh, really, really anyone else, and we keep getting BBD. And uh, you know what? Me and Brad talked about it, and we just decided we could no longer have David Watt on the cast anymore. So, David, I'm Too sorry you're fired. But, uh, but, yeah, you you're need fired a... in. Yeah. David, if you need a reference for any future jobs, I got you. <laughs> I think you did a great job here, actually. I Thank you for all your long, long months of service, David. We really appreciate you, but uh, yeah, it, it's time. 
Definitely an unjust firing. And we'll be expecting our severance pay next month. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) With interest. Now, if you'll excuse me for a brief moment before our next guest is announced. Yes, yes, yes. Please. Please. No, David White, thank you so much for all of your time and uh, and hope to see you back working on the Bachelors podcast soon. Yeah, we love y'all. Jokes aside. Yeah. All right. And uh, stalling. Uh, <laughs> Todd Anderson asked on Twitter. This is your this isn't our first top eight of a major event. All right. I'm All right. Back. Cool. All right. Next up, we've got Paul K. Saraske. Oh. oh, yeah. You know what that sound is, Brad? Victory. The sweet sound of addiction to caffeine. <laughs> I thought it was just the sound of a sweet double pepsitration. It exactly. is. Exactly. Both were correct. Oh, yeah. And Paul Kaskarski is BBD's wall staring photographer. So if you need any pictures of a man losing his mind slowly over the years. Every orifice I have is currently being filled with Diet Pepsi, and it is beautiful. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) We got Phil, and we don't know what Phil does. We met. I met Phil this weekend, and Phil Phil also didn't know what he does. Yeah, Mm. I he no, he said he did that that I said, but I did a long explanation of how I didn't know him or know what he did. But uh, yeah, no, now we officially know that we just don't know. Next up, we got Sultan Abbasi, and that is our designated mana dork. And this time, the someone who added some mana to the battlefield got to go to Brittany. Added a lot of that sweet coffee to the back. <laughs> oh, that was so fucking funny. Oh. oh, the look on her face. She was mortified. And then she came over to our house party and we uh, we had a good chat about it. It was it was really funny and a really, really fun night. Yeah, the party was great. And last up, we got Garamaldi, who is our merch store manager. Uh, and just so you know, you can scroll down if if I do this correctly and upload this video fucking correctly and buy our Bastro sleeves. Actually, I should have gave you some sleeves at this weekend because yeah. I gave I gave some of them out to to fans. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't have I any, and I totally some. forgot to bring stuff like every day. It was uh, it was yeah. a lot. It was a lot being back. I'm not gonna lie, it was so great and so fun. And the it wind was so it was so cool. Was to awesome, sign, but... It was so cool to sign uh, BBP's play mats. Oh, that was awesome. they getting made after COVID. Yeah, signing BBP playbats was awesome. Taking pictures and just having someone that was excited about Versus or excited about the podcast. It truly meant a ton to have people come up and and, cool. and say what's up. It it was an unbelievable weekend, all jokes aside, and everybody that made it special, you know. Uh, nothing but love. I'm tied yeah. for first to my fantasy football league. That's the main <laughs> thing, though. That's the main thing we got to celebrate. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bash Rose Podcast. We'll be back next week. See ya. Peace. Later.